Hello friends and fellow adventurers, Alex Reed here, your guide to the lands of Manassas and the DM for Cocked, a real play RPG podcast. Thanks for coming back and joining us for our 25th campaign episode released. It has been an amazing ride and we can't believe the show has been streamed over 1400 times worldwide. Our listeners are absolutely amazing and we are so grateful for each and every one of you. This week, we catch up with the party as they are fleeing of Orgos and finding a safe place to camp for the night while also being able to overlook the city. Agard, Alfred, Bracca, and Katie were transported south of the city by Polyphony. After realizing a brone was not with them, Alfred gave the party his word that he would help them find a brone after they recovered the rest of the purple Wavinium. The party then entered Avorgos during the day and realized it was a ghost town. They found some untouched old barrels of ale and mead in a basement cellar and poisoned them, then staged them around town before fleeing as dusk began to turn to night and they heard the commotion from the tunnels below the town. However, before we resume with the party, let's go around the table and ask our players here a question to learn more about the characters they're playing in the campaign. Tonight's question will be, is there somebody you haven't been able to forgive? And what did they do? Hi, I'm Reggie Morris. I play Brock the Ulgrim. The one person that comes to Brock's mind to somebody that he can't forgive is his old tribe leader. He was a very sick and twisted individual. He hurt others for like the pleasure of it, and he took advantage of Brock's intelligence at a young age. Would he be able to forgive him? No. No. There, there's no chance, really. Yeah. That's understandable. Hi, everyone. This is Alex Groves. I play Agar the Furball Druid. Agar, it's probably his dad. His dad and his grandfather didn't really get along, so his dad always tried to force a wedge between Agar and his grandfather, and he, Agar adored his grandfather. They just had two different ways of looking at things. His grandfather was the Archdruid of their sect of Furbolg, and it just wasn't something that his father was into. And I don't think he wanted his, you know, he, he didn't want Agar to follow that path. So he always tried to drive a wedge there. And after Agar's grandfather left, that's pretty much the, the catalyst to, that encouraged him to, to leave his people. So could he forgive his dad? He wants to, but he's also still pretty young and fairly immature. So he probably, if he really spent time thinking about it and working on it, he would realize that his dad didn't mean anything by it. He was just trying to look out for Agard. Kind of probably seeing the wanderlust that Agard had combined with the power that his grandfather wielded, you know, he probably didn't want those two things to be put together. So eventually I think he will, hopefully it'll be before his, his father passes, but right now I'd say, um, yeah, he's, he hasn't forgiven him yet. Hey guys, this is Jessica Reed. I play Katie, a dragonborn fighter. The person that Katie can forgive right now would be herself. She's really coming to terms with that. Um, mostly because she left her mother uh, in the middle of the night without any explanation or regard to how she's feeling. And she's starting to realize that the reason why her mother was so overbearing and protective is because she obviously didn't want her to experience what she's experienced so far on this adventure, you know, that there is evil in the world. There is people who are, you know, out to harm others. And she really wanted to kind of protect her from that for a little while, especially after the loss of her husband and her son. 
So Katie's just not able to really forgive herself. I'm sure eventually she will, hopefully, maybe come to terms with that it's okay to form your own path and and be able to reconnect with her mother as well. Unfortunately, Connor Joyner will not be able to join us for the next few sessions. Uh, okay, yeah, so we, uh, Agar basically double times it out of town. Okay, no, you guys all oh, we already had it. It sounds like. You guys all double time it out of town, and you are able to hear what sounds like um, different conversations and creatures going okay. on behind you as you leave town and you're headed up the hill. Agard slowly pulls out the detonator for the bombs he plays around the town and <laughs> presses the button. <laughs> Die hard. Yeah, I'll fly away. Yeah. There you go. That's a really good Christmas movie. That's the I best Christmas movie. Never seen it. It's a, it is what? a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie. Just because it has a Christmas party. <laughs> Takes place Christmas. Um, he says ho 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 to the bad yeah, guys. Yeah, I was about to say. He says ho ho ho. It is, one, it is and, the best Christmas and movie. he gives them all presents. He gives them all bullets. Yeah, exactly. That was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> you, okay, <laughs> you haven't watched it? Okay, so Ooh. we're out of town. We're hearing stuff. Yeah, um, we're running away. Can we, yeah. can we hear how uh, Alfred flying behind us? Yeah. When you heard him start as you guys started running it i mean that sound took off yeah. went, went past you real fast and it just faded off in the distance okay do we if any rolls up for this does agard when we get to where we were going feel like we need to kind of get a little farther out of town before we start where were you going to the tree brock is gonna suggest oh, that. yeah so as you guys get to the tree it's been i would say probably five minutes at most since you guys were running right as you get there all of a sudden as you approach poor Braca, as you approach the tree alfred drops his invisibility he was he went straight to the tree too and he's like hey guys Braca's Bra- gonna do that thing where he like tries to stop and like put his heels in the ground but he's just gonna uh, slide on the ground. oh no oh, sorry sliding um, in the hole. Hey, hey guys hey um we're hearing noises from the town mm-hmm. let's Let's move back a little bit further out, out of town. Okay. All right. And so I guess Agar will just kind of walk. I'm not leading you guys. Yeah. I just, he wants yeah. to get out a little bit farther until basically we can't hear any. I don't, I, until Agar feels he doesn't want to hear anything from the town before we start kind of conversing. Alfred's like, yeah, okay. Then you guys are able to go up over the hill that you guys were on mm-hmm. and it kind of descends back down the other side. Okay. So you do have some cover to where you can no longer see the town. After probably, I'd say, another like 15 to 20 yards. So it doesn't take you longer than a minute to walk it. Okay. And you guys get to where you're away from town. It's been about, I'd say, 10 minutes mm-hmm. at this point where you got. And you guys are you know kind of out of breath. And the sun's slowly going down. Um, the sun is on the other side of the hill. So as you guys get to where you're at, it's almost, I mean, it's not pitch black because you have the moon. Right. But it is in the dark. Okay. All right. I... I guess we need to find a place to camp for the night. Boy, that was that was close. I don't know if you guys heard as we were leaving town the noises and stuff. So I don't know how many we're dealing with. Hopefully, we can help. the The wine barrels might help a little bit that we, we set up, but maybe yeah. I I, I want to see if I can kind of get an, an eye and, and see maybe what we're dealing with. So. Where where do you guys think we should should camp? 
So you said like from here you can't see the city like at all. You can't. If you walked back up the hill to the top of the hill, mm-hmm. you could see from about like I said, probably fifty to seventy five yards away. So it could would we know? be there's hard. There's no light, right? It would be hard to see. Yeah, from where you're at. Brock, I was going to say, I think we're probably safe here. Um, if you want to, I don't know if they're going to patrol outside of the city or yeah. not. Mm-hmm. But if they are, we're not super far. We're only ten minutes away. Mm-hmm. So if you want to, you know, do your whole cool changey thing and see if. You can see any patrol routes over them. Yeah. Because, I'm like I said, I'm pretty sure we're safe, but I don't want to be, you know. Yeah. Well, Alfred, could you use your invisibility to mm-hmm. kind of keep an eye on the area? Um, so, see if there are any kind of patrols in this immediate area while I go and check out the town? Yeah, I could probably just go up by the tree and just kind of lay down in front of the tree and turn invisible. I mean, I can't see into the town from there sure. i can make out shapes but i mean i'd be able to see if anything patrolled close to us and i'd probably be able to give you guys a little bit of a warning okay i, I would say if you guys stay within like earshot of my wings if you hear my wings start mm-hmm. that means i'm trying to back up and something's coming towards us okay and then oh, by the way this is a cat we found in the town just what? so you know he's he's with us now so there's um no snacking. Um, okay, I, I understood. I will not eat the kitty. Also, She's very friendly. Um, question, Alfred. You are in the town. What? Where mm-hmm. did you feel the crystal pulling you? So it was it was strange when we got to the town. It it was in that direction, but when I was sitting on the roof, it it felt almost like it was beyond it. Like, not in the town? Like, not in the area within the yeah, walls? It, it felt like it was a little more uh, a little more north of the town. But, I mean, mm-hmm. it had a strong pull. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's got to be nearby. But I, I don't know if it's necessarily directly in that tavern that I was sitting on. I don't think it's there. Okay. When you're near the crystals, is it, like, super prominent? Like, you, it's like a strong feeling when you're near them? Or is it just kind of the same? I think it's a little stronger, but it's not like like a pinpoint accurate. Yeah, it's not pinpoint accurate, but like I, I feel. I mean, I feel like when I if I'm going away from one of them, I can feel it, and if I'm going towards it, I can feel it too. But it's not like it just tells me exactly where it is. So it's not within the walls. So it's probably underground in a tunnel. That's great. Wait, you guys found tunnel? Yeah. What did you guys find in the tavern? So I guys bring out barrels. What was that? Is that good stuff? No, don't drink it. Oh, oh, don't. Oh, okay. I mean, you can if you want. Oh, no, no, I, no, Braca, don't drink it. Uh, no, don't drink it. We found, we we found uh, the cellar. We found the the doorway mm-hmm. um, that we were told would be there to the tunnels. It is well barricaded now, but we will look at it again tomorrow. Oh, okay. we found several barrels of wine that had been untouched. So. Uh-huh. Braca is uh, had several vials of poison, so we poisoned the wine, hoping that oh. the goblins and hobgoblins take part in it tonight. That's what we kind of scattered them around the center of town. You guys are mischievous. I kind of like it. 
If it does not kill them, then maybe at least it can weaken them. I do not know how many there are. So what I'm going to do now is is um, do a, a patrol over the town um, for a little while to see if I can see what kind of numbers we're dealing with, or if there's a kind of a hot spot of activity. Okay, what what are you gonna what are you gonna be? Maybe I can keep an eye on you. Like I can't fly around because my wings are kind of loud, but right. you'll probably watch you. I will be an um, an owl. Okay, and I can see very well at night. So, oh, which will oh. certainly help. And I, and speaking of beasts. I'm going to tell the cat that I will be back. These are friends, so make yourself comfortable, and um, I will be back later. Meow. And anything else before I depart? Just be careful. Of course. I will keep my distance. I guess if you're going to be an owl, I don't, I don't know how far away we can hear you, but if you get into trouble, just hoo-hoo a couple times. Mm-hmm. I, I will. Mean, if I notice that he's in trouble, I can probably just like let you guys know. Oh, that's right, Alfred. You're going. Okay, you can try to. Well, I'm not. I'm not going. I'm just going to be on the. Yep. We're good. How so? How far is the tree from our current location? It, it's at the top of the hill. You guys are at the bottom on the other side. Right. So it's only probably I would say a ten to fifteen yard walk at most to go back okay. up it's just because it's an incline it takes a little bit okay so we'll easily be able to like hear alfred if he mm-hmm. says you guys are within earshot at the bottom okay. of the the hill okay. uh, if there's nothing else agard's going to wild shape into an owl it's a low cr so i don't have to okay. roll for it no troll a kuthrig pops out <laughs> oh my god <laughs> go destroy the them all okay, like jeez right. Yeah, you see uh, an owl pop into existence. Is it bluish? Um, a little bit. It's got kind of a gray blue. Um, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. The pink beak. Mm, yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. You laugh, but that's his <laughs> no, nose. No, <laughs> that's, that's that's canon. <laughs> so yeah, and take off towards the town. So as that happens, you guys can hear, you know, Alfred thump, thump, thump as he walks up towards the tree. And as he's about halfway up, he just disappears. But you can still, where you guys are at, you can still see the depressions from his feet as he goes up and kind of lays on the other side of the hill near the tree. I also don't appreciate the judgment in Alfred's voice a minute ago. He's just as dumb as Katie, all right? (laughs) Well, that's why he was confused. He wasn't judging. He was just confused why the questions were being asked. He didn't understand it. I'm pretty anything. sure if if okay. he looked at you, he would know that you spoke to Oh, my God. <laughs> that was a just moment. All right. As much as I hate to admit that, that was not Katie. We're not going to talk about it. Katie and then all of a sudden, knew. like, one time, Alfred's going to have an interaction. And he's going to be like, Katie, do you, do you speak Draconic? Yeah. He's just going to experiment with different languages to her. Like, Do you speak a language that you're basically named after? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Alright, so. Katie's making a fire. Jeez. So Alfred makes it up to the top of the hill and you guys see him about halfway up there turn invisible and he sets up shop. Brock is just going to say, it's so creepy the way he does that. Well, I'm sh- you know, honestly, I think it's kind of useful. If I could do something like that, that would be pretty amazing. 
properties you mean like kind of like shudder a no. little bit <laughs> not not like at what you said just thinking no, no, of a disappearing yeah. and reappearing dragon <laughs> that's what it is for you because <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden a, like a whatever whatever type of dragon it is just in his field of view kitty as you start to make the fire you can feel what looks like something start to push and brush against your your heel <gasps> and your ankle Oh I did goodness. roll for it. I rolled oh, one through three, yes. it went to Braca, four through six, it went to Katie, and I rolled a four. <laughs> the cat's choosing me. So the cat's slowly put my, my little, my, is it a hand? It's a hand, right? Like, what do I call my you're Yeah, humanoid, so yeah. No, yeah, you have a hand. And like. With claws. I know, right? But like, I, I don't have my claws out because I want it to sniff it. So at first it kind of like backs away from you, but then it'll come sniff your hand and kind of start to rub against your hand and feel like, okay, I'm safe where I'm at. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I just try to just, just like slowly with the back of my hand, because again, I don't want to scare with the claws yet, is um, whatever, but, um, and I just try to, to pet its head and its little, its little face. The fire is never going to get lit at this it's point. It's never yes. going to. <laughs> nope. I got the cat. The cat will take all the love and then... Hey, Bracca, roll uh, for jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think Bracca's over there like, thank God. Thank God. I can something else. My notes. Oh, my God. <laughs> but as you're, as you're petting the cat, it probably a couple minutes pass and then she will walk over and just kind of curl in a little ball and just lay down and... Do you wanna do you wanna lay down in my lap? I'll, I'll, and I sit down Indian style, like on crisscross applesauce. <laughs> All right, I sit down uh, crisscross applesauce on the ground. I'm like, do you? And I'm like patting my little legs. Like, do you want to come lay right here? She picks her head up and looks at you, and then puts her head right back down. My my heart's broken, but that's okay. I just like I'm just sitting next to her. That's all I'm doing. I I lost track of what I was doing before, so I'm just now paying attention to the cat. Doesn't know why she's shivering. <laughs> Braca is gonna pull the mask out of his bag of holding. Oh my god! <laughs> the cat's all like, of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> runs out into the woods. So how um at like a normal pace at this point, since Braca's done it like a few times, how fast can he like dismantle it and put it back together? Because you haven't done it like. Have been timing yourself a lot of times, <laughs> like you you haven't done it like every night, right? But you've done it a few times since you had it. I would say it probably takes you about twenty to thirty minutes to do it. Okay. Um, how long do we think Agard's gonna be? Well, he's trying to get an idea of what's going on, so I'm sure he'll be a few hours. Okay. I'm assuming. Okay. Yeah. Then Brock up like with the mask will start to take it apart and whatnot. What are, you, what are you trying to figure out with that thing? I'm trying to make a version of it that'll fit me. If that makes sense. But what does it do? So, poisons, gases, and whatnot like that. I want to make a version of this that will limit the amount or essentially negate the amount of poison that i inhale oh okay so just kind of like a protective mask kind of thing like a gas mask that's what i've been that's 
what I've been calling it. Oh, that's interesting. Gas mask. But I'm, and then Brock is gonna like hold the mask up to his face. This, this part right here, the beep. Yeah. And he's gonna take it off. Doesn't work for me. So I right. need I need a version that'll be able to fit my snout and everything. Okay. I I don't. I mean, I think I I have some type of like sewing well, ability, but I don't know of anything it's, else it's, I could do. It's nothing like that. I just need to um, when whenever I get back to Villa Bras, my friend Mister Arpit. I was gonna show him it and see if he could help me make a make well a gas mask, and he's gonna do like quotations with his right. his fingers. Oh, okay. I mean, I think that's a really great idea, honestly, especially with all that you've been kind of playing around with. So, hopefully, that can hopefully take place in theory. Yes, getting quite tired of accidentally gassing myself in the face whenever I try to make something new. Yeah, I can understand um, that. I also just miss home. It's been a while since I've, well, not a while, but long enough for me to start missing it. How long were you there? Before I left, or how long? Yeah. Five years. Oh, wow. Well, for me, that's a while, but right. for someone like Agar, it's like a bleep, I'm sure. But it's been a while since I've been back. Um, I just really want to go back and see Arpip again. Yeah. I can understand that. And he's like your... You said your friend? Well, was someone that you were... Like a father figure, more or less, and mentor. He taught me, well, not everything, but helped me hone my craft, pretty much. Oh, okay. Um, I'm as good as I am, partly because of him. Kind of like a master of Pretty much. What your skill is. Pretty and much. And you're his apprentice, in a sense. Mm-hmm. He just, he knows a lot about a lot, so, and he saw that I took an interest in toxins and whatnot, so he helped me. It's not mastered yet, but hopefully in the future it will be. Yeah, for sure. I know you'll get there. You've been doing, I mean, you're working in your notebook every, every day, um, and I know that you do your little experiments and things like that, and... So, I think that'll be really great. Maybe we should, hopefully, I don't know what's going on with this, but maybe after, and, oh gosh, I know we need to find a brone. I I don't know what's going to happen after we get all these crystals, because after we get all the crystals, I don't know if we need to go to Alfred's home to speak to anybody, because I don't know if his family would want. And his home? Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'd want to hear from us about how we came across these crystals and the sisters and night or anything like that. Well, I just don't know what all of this is going to lead to. And after our business is done with Alfred, I'd rather not deal with Alfred and Faye Wild and his family and whatever else. I, I, I was supposed to go to Ports of Orsh to deal with the rats. Here I am now. Well, I I didn't really have too much of a plan. I had an idea, and look at where I'm at. 
since you didn't have a plan, you can't really say, look at where, look at where I'm at. True. But, you know, I guess I just didn't feel like I'd be, I don't know, I guess I just thought I would find some type of purpose before. What do you want your purpose to be? Um, I guess that's just something that I'm still figuring out. Hmm? I know I miss my home, and I know my mom's probably worried, um, which I feel bad about, but... I don't know. I guess when I find it, I think that that will be when I know that I can return home and, you know, go from there and figure out what my life's supposed to be like. Well, nobody knows what life is supposed to be like. Life is a big mystery that nobody's ever going to be able to solve. Something Arpit told me. Oh. So I wanted to worry about what your life is supposed to be. Just worry about what you really want it to be, what you want to do. Walk your own path. Don't really let in, don't let anybody tell you differently. Do what you want to. It doesn't seem interesting to me. I just always was told, you know, I'm I'm meant for something bigger and uh, uh, this big purpose. And Who tells you that? Your family? Yeah. Oh, I can see why you ran away. Just wasn't sure if that's really what I wanted, you know, and I wanted to explore. And but yeah, I I will figure it out. I think that's really great advice to to kind of listen to, and we'll figure out where we're going after this. I suppose. This is something, another one thing, another thing that we have in common. I guess ran away from home. Yeah. Well, I guess I should build the fire now forgot that I was doing that. No. Brock is going to look up at the hill. I swear Alfred could hear any of this. Oh. <laughs> I forgot he was there. That invisible trick, man. That really... You just hear. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'll, I'll get the fire going. I know that. I, I got distracted by the cat, which we don't even know her name. But it's okay. We'll ask Agard when he gets back. I don't think Agor gave her a name either. She seems to well, like you too. He mentioned something about, you know, not keeping her unless she wants to be kept, and so maybe that has to do with not naming her unless she knows what name she wants. I don't I don't know how it works with animals. <laughs> but he seems to know. Names naming animals are more for people, not for animals, I think. Hmm. Well maybe we can at least ask her what name she likes, because I think I don't know. Maybe I'll get to know her a little bit more and then figure out what name she likes. Sure. Then Brock is just going to go back to fiddling with the mask and whatnot. And Katie will just start building the fire that she forgot. <laughs> so as Katie starts to build the fire, we'll cut over to Agard. She's probably been flying around for about 20 minutes now. How would you have wanted to spend those first 20 minutes? Um, he probably would have flown to the center of town, mm-hmm. to the, the tavern again, and basically... With your, with your passive perception? <laughs> Was that Zeus or Logan? You oh. hear something in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you're, you're flying around, you do see movement. More than what you guys saw when you were there. Sure. 
How high up are you? Dark vision is 60 feet. Probably right at the, the edge of that. So I'd say around 55 feet. So I can still see. But he's also a fairly dark colored owl. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so he kind of blends a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Okay. Yep. So I, I would give them disadvantage anyways. Because okay. they have... As you're flying over, you see that most of them have now brought out torches. And there are torches lit every... I would say like... I would say every like 30 feet or so, they have different torches that they've brought up that are longer torches than you, you know, they're not hand torches, they're yeah. four like or five feet tall. The yeah, they stick Tiki that. Tiki torches. Yep. Tiki torches, if you yeah. will. <laughs> we'll call them gobby torches for the goblins. <laughs> like there are little goblins running around. They have set up these torches so that they can see. You do notice that they've taken an interest to a couple of the barrels that look like they're leaking out of the bottom. Mm. You do see a couple of them arguing over it. They're grabbing the barrels and they're kind of dragging them off. Okay. But they are grabbing the ones that, at least three of the ones that you have poisoned, mm-hmm. you see them dragging off okay. at the moment. Yeah. As you continue around, you do notice they start to congregate and they do come near the tavern, but they don't really go inside of it. Mm-hmm. They're they're just around it. You feel like they have ransacked that and they're they're mainly operating out of some of the homes and that near the area that you guys came in okay and you do see a couple of what looks like hobgoblins holding dogs in a sense Mm. but they're mutated they look they don't look like dogs like they're four-legged creatures but they look like they are smelling and sniffing around the tavern can agar roll like a history or nature check to see if he can recognize what those things are absolutely okay that is a 19. So, you notice. I was wrong. Uh, the owl's uh, dark vision is 120 feet. Okay, so you're, you're yeah. way up there. Yeah. Probably at least But and at some point, he wants to, where he feels like he can get to without being noticed, go and land on the roof of the tavern. You know, he's not out there hooting and spread his wings real wide, but he is just kind of settling there and... Just wants to kind of keep him, you know, he's got the cool owl 360 head thing. Just spinning around? Yeah. You said you were landing on the tavern? Yeah. Okay, so you land on the tavern. You can see these creatures that they have. Mm -hmm. They are sniffing around the doors to the tavern. Sure. You see that one of them goes inside, and you can tell that the hobgoblin does not want to go in there. And he says something... Interesting. In a language that you don't understand. Right. And points to the nearest goblin. And he kind of shakes and goes in there and starts to walk through. Into into the tavern. Mm-hmm. Okay. These dog-like creatures that the hobgoblins have have fur, but their faces are more skull and bone. Ooh. And then it kind of goes to the actual skin. And even then, the hair on some of them is patchy and spotty. Some of them have, you know, full. They don't like they've been well kept. They got the mange. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, are they? They're pretty good sized. I don't because I just know in the Mm -hmm. in outside a game. I know like uh, like goblins will ride them. Goblins can ride them. Yes, hobgoblins because they're medium. They they could too technically, but Mm -hmm. they're more standing next to it, kind of controlling it. And you can tell that the goblins don't like to go near the wards Mm -hmm. as much. True. The hobgoblins typically control food. But that's okay. that's what they're controlling, kind of 
They do have them almost on like a rope to try to keep control of it. And you do see that for every one that's holding a ward, Mm -hmm. there's another one or two hobgoblins kind of standing near him with spears. Oh, sure. Because yeah, they're nasty. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So, Am I getting a sense of the numbers of hobgoblins to goblins? Like, So as you look around, there's about, I would say, 10 to 15 hobgoblins and goblins walking around town right now. Okay. They do have torches pretty much at every corner and in the middle of town so that they have some light to see and everything as mm-hmm. well. Um, they do have dark vision, but they prefer to kind of... Sure see shadows and see things coming from an off in a distance not necessarily hiding they don't you get the sense that they don't feel like somebody's coming to evict them or you know try to kick them out of town you get the feeling that they're pretty comfortable here they've driven whoever was here out they've Mm -hmm. taken over and it looks like they're just grabbing resources from the town they're grabbing the broken stools they're grabbing stuff Mm -hmm. like different materials from the buildings and disappearing back most of them are when they have the materials they're heading towards a barn that is on the back side of the tavern that looks like maybe when travelers came to stay here when they would stay at the tavern in some of the rooms and that on the second floor mm-hmm. they would store their their livestock their horses their ox mm, like anything a pulling their yeah, yeah yeah like a livery they seem to be heading there okay and the owl doesn't see them for a little bit so that seems to be maybe the main kind of not like I guess the, the the hot of all the spots in the center of town that seems to be more of the hot spot. You notice that that seems to be where they're taking materials in that, mm-hmm. and then the goblins seem to be coming out of one of the homes mm-hmm. uh, next to where you where Agard had found the cat. Okay, okay. You, you feel like maybe that's why the cat was hiding where it was because that was some of the foot traffic as they come in they immediately go left and head towards the tavern, whereas the home that you found the cat in was almost immediately as you walked in to the right of where all these goblins are coming in and out at. There are goblins and hobgoblins bringing materials to the livery, but for the most part, the goblins are bringing the materials there and hobgoblins look like they're receiving it from them and then heading into the livery. Okay. Um, He flew around for a good 20, 30 minutes sat there for a good hour and then what he wants to do now is kind of fly up again and do kind of a circular pattern starting at the center of the city and kind of going out and then alfred had said something about feeling a pull from the north he wants to kind of fly north of town to see if he sees anything at all you know knowing that a lot of this is probably underground he just wants to kind of see if there's patrols or anything like I mean, they said underground, maybe there's a cave or something. As you're flying around the town, yep. when you're done, you it, well, done being perched there. As you're flying around town doing one last pass, you do notice quite a bit of, at this point, the goblins mm-hmm. are congregating near that house. And one of the... Where the, where the cat was? No, it's the the, house. The, not the one that the cat was in, but the one next, next to it, one, yeah, where okay, they had yeah. been coming in and out. Okay. You also notice that one of the barrels has been pulled outside of the house and it looks like there's drag marks of another barrel going into the home. So you feel like these goblins probably realize there was some ale left in some of them and they're trying to kind of keep the hobgoblins from knowing that they're there. Okay. However, you did see 
the first couple when you first came in, they were brought to the livery. Right. So you feel like they're kind of trying to like maybe hide a little bit. Sure. Their own stash. As you continue around town and start to head north, you do notice as you fly north, you see some of the strange banners similar to what you saw walking in. I'll give you all this for free because this is stuff that based on your site, you'd be able to notice. It's not like it's hidden. There are still banners and things moving into what looks like a small, not forest, but a small wooded area north of the town. Roll Now roll a perception check. No, only a 10. So that's about all you get kind of okay. flying out around town. It's just kind of a general area that there's something north of town. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'd say after that, all that investigating, I probably got another 45 minutes or so of the wild shape left, so I'm going to head back to, to camp to you guys. So I'll get, I guess, close to camp, and you'll just hear a, <laughs> above you, and I'll swoop down, and I'll, Agard will pop back into Agard form before Agard gets back. Oh, sorry. Agard, you are on your way back now. It's been a couple hours. Yes. We'll come back with uh, Katie and Bracca. Katie, you've just finished setting up the fire and getting it lit. And as you kind of sit down next to the fire, how are you sitting? Crisscross applesauce next to the kitty. So when you go, when you finish making the fire and you go to sit down, you don't see the kitty. Oh, no. After a little bit, after probably like 10, 15 minutes, you hear this slight rustling in a bush nearby. It doesn't sound like it's something extremely heavy. It's just kind of passing through, pressing against stuff. And the kitty emerges, but with the fire in front of you, walks over and crawls right in your lap to be near the warmth. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> We're all like, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Oh. Hey, it's just cute. She's going to pass out. I know. I'm so excited. I'm just, I'm just going to just like, I'm, I'm going to sit real still. Take five points of cute damage. She does not want to disturb the little cat in her lap. She doesn't want to. She just wants to let it sleep. Sleep and feel warm and safe. The cat kind of curled up and kind of starts to get the warmth and then you kind of feel the paws press against your, your calf as you she kind of makes little kitty biscuits before oh going to sleep God. i gotta go get my cat <laughs> oh my gosh i can't the fire is lit and agard is arriving from his trip around town agard lands resumes form as agard rather than the owl and then you can hear off in the distance Alfred makes his way down the hill and drops his invisibility when he gets about halfway to camp. So you can now see Alfred as he kind of like, he's trying to stay close to the ground. So he's kind of like looking like he's stealth, but he's a a decent sized dragon kind of just wiggling around the ground, getting close. He's like, hey guys, hey, hey, guard, how'd it go? Uh, it went well, and then Agard will relay the information. Rough estimate of what he thinks we're looking at as far as goblins, the hobgoblins. If you aren't familiar, 
They do have some warg as well. It looks as though some of the barrels we left out were taken. So hopefully that may help us. Flew around town. Um, again, seeing some of what there is. It looks as though there's a lot of goblin activity in the house where we found our friend here. Or next to the house where we found our friend. And then there's a lot of more hobgoblin activity. At, I don't know if you noticed the barn by the tavern at that barn. So, and then I did fly north of town to see. That's where, Alfred, you said you felt the crystal Mm -hmm. may be, the stone. I I saw some banners. I saw an area where we should probably investigate, but nothing. I couldn't pick out anything of real consequence. How far is it from here? Uh, It's, if we're, if you're at the center of town, it's. I'd say it's about a 10, 15 minute walk north of town. Is that super far? No, not far at all. I suggest we head there in the morning. I feel like we learned all we can from the town. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. Unless you guys want to do anything else in the town, I don't know what else we can gain from being there. I mean, it depends on what we find north of town. I think okay. if they if we don't find anything there, then we go back to town. But I, I agree. I think north of town is, you know, that's again where Alfred felt the pull mainly from. That's just where we should certainly start. Okay, mm-hmm. but if you guys want to get rest. Now I am still kind of awake. I'm happy to take first watch. Cool. Okay, I can take second. I will see. Hmm. Now that Agard's back, what does the cat do? It's <laughs> a good question. And I and, and Agard looks down at the cat and says, "In you know, speech, be speech." Are they taking care of you, my friend? Kind of see the cat kind of nuzzle into Katie's leg and kind of... Very good. Then the cat will get up and walk over to (laughs) Agar and rub against Agar's legs. I rolled for it. (laughs) I'm not happy. I'm not happy one bit. And you guys settle in to take a long rest with Agard taking the first watch. Um, you see Alfred kind of walk a little bit away and lay down, but he doesn't turn invisible. He just kind of lays down and gets ready to go to sleep, but he stays close to the party. So he can hear if anybody talks to him or anything like that. You guys uh, were taking a long rest. I believe Agard, you were taking first watch. Yes. I believe I was taking second. Katie's taking second. Are you taking third or just sleeping? I, I didn't... Uh, Brock will ask, um, you guys want me to take a watch or... Oh, Alfred, would you mind taking a third watch for our group? I, I can help. Okay. Yeah, Katie will wake you then whenever it's time. Okay. He kind of nods. You, you see, he's probably about 15, 20 feet away from like the fire and where camp is. But yeah. he, I mean, he kind of nods and puts his head down. You see him close his eyes. Sure. So. And Bracco walks over with a knife out. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh gosh! Um, so, so loud. I need dragon. There he goes. Paint again. Got a tear. Oh my gosh! So, you guys, you're ready to bed down. Is there anything else you want to do before we start watches? Okay. Go ahead and make a perception check. Uh, that is a natural twenty. Oh, plus eight. That's okay. a 28. 
as you're you're taking watch, how are how are you doing watch? Like, are you I'm, stationary? I move myself away from the fire. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if there's a tree nearby or something. Mm-hmm. Just kind of leaning against it. Every once in a while, I'll get up and you know just kind of walk the perimeter. But you know, I don't. Have, he doesn't have dark vision, so he's relying a lot on moonlight. If there's do you approach moon. like? The hill that you guys came down Don't at all, or do you just hill. try to stay? I, I mean, he might peek over the hill real quick, but okay. So I will say that as you're you're walking around while you're making your rounds, as you're walking up the hill, you do hear some strange sounds, mm. and you're able to quietly kind of get up to the top of the hill near the where the tree was okay. that you guys came through, and you kind of use the tree as cover. And as you kind of peek out around it, you do see that at the foot of the hill. Mm-hmm. That you guys were um, at, so probably about I'd say fifteen twenty yards from you at this point. Mm-hmm. There is a group of what appear to be goblins and a hobgoblin, just kind of patrolling the perimeter. They don't, they don't, they're not walking up the path. Okay, they're walking away from you, but mm-hmm. it does look like the direction they're walking. They probably are making a perimeter around the city a little bit further out, mm-hmm. just kind of walking. But Any wargs with them? There are no wargs with them. Well, wait. Do they have torches with them? They have torches. Okay. So that, I was going to say, I wouldn't be able to see that unless I... Okay. Yep. There's a, the hobgoblin kind of in front is walking, and there's two goblins behind him kind of flanking on either side following him, and they both goblins have a torch just kind of like looking out, mm-hmm. looking around the sides, specifically away from the town. But they're not advancing on our position. Nope. Okay, they're, so they're, they're walking kind of perpendicular to you. So I will, I'm assuming, well, it would wash out anyway. Uh, he's going to basically take a post next to a tree where he can watch their torchlight at least to make sure that they're not making the direction towards. They're not moving at a, a fast speed. Right. Um, they are kind of walking, kind of keeping an eye out. But they are walking away from a guard at right. this point and away from the camp. Mm-hmm. As you wait there, how long would you wait? About I mean, until like, I, I can't see the torchlight anymore. So the torchlight starts to fade as they get towards the edge, uh, the far edge of town. Mm-hmm. You do notice it seems like there is a torch. Well, how far? How far can you see? Oh, I mean, it's regular vision. So at night, how okay. far could someone see torchlight? I mean, so pretty far if it's dark. It, yeah, it's pretty far if it's yeah. dark. You do notice that it looks like as they reach that far end of town, mm-hmm. it looks like there's another torch at the opposite corner. Okay. And that torch looks like it, if they turned, they would be headed towards you. Like they're following that path. But following the same path, not uh, right. not coming up. They would to be us, walking so. in your direction. Right. Okay. But if you stay there long <laughs> enough, you will see that once they reach that corner. Yeah. They turn. They don't continue up the path towards you. Okay. Yeah. Agard would stay. Yeah. As long as he can stay hidden, he's going to keep an eye on the the light. That's really the best thing he can see. Okay. So. How long are you going to stay up there? Until my watch is over. Okay. About three hours into your watch, you hear commotion. Okay. And you can just see shapes running near the center of town. Just kind of moving around. Okay. I am going to quietly, but go get Katie. It's her watch next. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katie. Katie. Um, yeah. It's it's time for your watch. Okay. I need to show you something. Okay. And then take her up the hill. 
and show her kind of point out like you know i saw a torchlight they're doing patrol (laughs) they did a little bit of no the cat's with me (laughs) just for a cannon um (laughs) um, i'll kind of point out to where i i kind of saw i mean again none of us have uh, dark vision but kind of point out where i saw the patrols and they kind of point off with I guess with the torchlight, you're kind of be able to see a little bit of glow here and there. In this area, there's there, all, there's some sort of commotion. I'm not sure what it is, okay. um, but I would try to stay hidden here yeah. and just keep an eye out on for any kind of torchlight. Okay, you okay, guys, you guys would know based on the location of the commotion. It looks like it is around the tavern and the shops that Agard. You saw them dragging mm-hmm. the barrels towards. Okay, hold on. Okay. Agard is... I, I'm going to take a... Um, Katie, you can keep an eye on things. I'm going to take a closer look. I, I, don't, I don't know if that's a good he, idea. He pops into owl form again. Oh, my gosh. And, and <laughs> takes off. not wait. And he just doesn't. It's yeah. just, he just, no, and, no, I get it. And then, again, a high flyover. Mm-hmm. And you kind of see if you can see what's going on. Roll an investigation check. Okay. Uh, that is a oh, hold on for the owl. Let me see what it is. Well, don't you get your mental stats on your? I was gonna say. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wild, okay, so wild shape, it's the sixteen. Sixteen. You notice that it looks like they're dragging some of the goblins away from that house. Okay. And they don't look dead. They're moving, but they're <laughs> coughing and throwing up. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. He's, I'm, he's going to fly around for like maybe 20 minutes. Okay. And just kind of see what he can see and then fly back. You notice that the goblins are, there's no hobgoblins mm. paying attention to these mm-hmm. ones that are sick. Yeah. It's all goblins that kind of rush over. Yeah. And they kind of try to hurry everybody off the street into one of the homes nearby uh-huh. to not draw attention. Um, sure. From the hobgoblins, right? Like they're trying to like make sure that nobody knows that they had something, uh-huh. but at the same time, you you can sense they have this anxiety about them, but also it feels like a little bit of frustration or anger about sure. whatever's going on. Gotcha. Okay. And then you'd be able to come back. Okay. I come back and you see the. I make sure I hoot before I just show up and I land, and a guard pops back in the thing. He goes, "So it looks like." I'm going to assume our poison barrels have, have made an impact. So there's several that look like they're sick. Um, they look like they're trying, the goblins are trying to keep things from the hobgoblins. So maybe they didn't know they took the barrels. I don't know everything, but it doesn't look like anything we need to worry about right now. I just wanted to make sure the commotion wasn't anything about us. It doesn't appear to be. It looks like it's, it looks like they got into the tainted wine. And if, if it's not killing them, it's making them sick. All right, and then he looks down at the little cat. You want to stay here with uh, with Kitty? Cat just kind of sits down. Meow. And then go back to not again. Agar never stays at camp, but he kind of goes not too far off and just lays down. Kitty, you see the cat kind of approach the hill, going down towards camp, and kind of like watches Agar and kind of looks around and then kind of walks back over to you if you're standing next to the tree 
and just kind of rubs up against you and then lays down near the tree. And then Katie, it's your watch, so yeah, go ahead and roll she's a got perception. focus on her watch. Everything's a good roll. Wait, is it good? Just add 10 uh, to it. 14. Just add 10 to it. 24. <laughs> oh. Perception, right? Yeah, 14. Perception. I can hear the stars. <laughs> so it takes a, a little bit, but you do start to see the patrols coming around that Agard had talked about. When you see these patrols, it seems like there are two hobgoblins together at this point, rather than goblins that are with them. You also notice that the commotion in the center of town starts to kind of die down a little, and that's about it at the distance that you're at. But other than that, just the patrols keep passing by, and slowly the amount of goblins that are in the patrol dwindle, but the amount of hobgoblins that are in the patrol actually increase. You don't see any wargs or anything like that, though, outside of the city. And I would say Agard, as an owl, did see a couple of the wargs in town, and most of them are being kept near the livery when they're not being walked around town. But the rest of your watch kind of goes as you'd expect after Agard laid it out. So your watch passes. Gotta go up to Alfred and just try to gently shake him. No, they're my stones. Oh, <clears throat> they are—they are your so, stones. Sorry, We're trying to find them, um, but it, it's your turn to to watch. Oh, oh, okay. Let me let me show you where I was, um, because there is a patrol that with goblins and hobgoblins are doing, and I don't want you to go too far. Yeah. Okay. All right. You gotta be able. To, you gotta make sure you're on watch. Because, mm-hmm. And it's really important. So. Come here, and I show him like where I was, and then like what Agar did for me, showing them the little pathway and what they were doing. So as you walk down and wake up, Alfred, um, the cat she had joined you. As you start to walk back up to show him where, and you look back, the cat has found her way to out to um, Agar, and curled up in a ball behind Agar's legs. She's safe. That's all. <clears throat> Show them all that. I'll work on the kitty snacks later. Yeah. <laughs> Don't lose my focus. I've so, got a patrol. <laughs> as you guys are going up the hill, you notice Alfred turns invisible as you guys are going up, and he's like, Kitty, I'm still here. Okay, good. Just stay here where I was. Don't don't go anywhere. Okay. Make sure to watch. Now if Something starts getting closer, then yeah, do you gotta tell us? No, okay, okay, I got this. All right, I'm gonna go back to sleep. You gotta stay awake, right? Okay, right. Okay. He's gonna go back to sleep. <laughs> I, go, I, go, I go back to the fire and area or camp area and uh, lay down and go to I rolled an 18 for him, so he's oh, attentive. God. Okay. Go, oh, Alfred. He's uh, he's attentive. Alfred pays attention most of the watch. He gets distracted occasionally by, you know, some birds and some owls flying. There were a couple times he had to turn around and make sure he saw Agard and was like, oh, okay. It's not Agard. The rest of his watch goes without much of an incident. There are... He does come back and in the morning wake you guys up and 
he goes up to to Agard first and just kind of nudges him a little bit. He's like, um, Agard, Agard. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Good morning. Good morning. The sun's uh, getting ready to come up. Um, Katie told me about the patrols. They're they're still patrolling, but uh, within the last hour, they look like they got a little closer to the city. So I think they're getting ready to to kind of go back underground. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of tempted to try to fly into town to see what the commotion was, but I couldn't really make it out from where I was at. Um, other than that, though, nothing nothing really happened. There were um, those weird dog things that you were mm-hmm. talking about. They never came outside of town, so I don't know where they are. Yeah, not sure where they would keep them, but we will. Um, we will see. Let's um, get the others up. Okay. Let's um, let's all get something to eat. I think Braca had a good idea of exploring north of town, where you think you feel the the strongest pull. Yeah. After the sun's up, let's let's give the sun a couple hours. Yeah, to I, get think, high I think we should let the sun get up a little bit more. Maybe they'll all be underground. There is like a, a stream a little bit that way. I could go mm. see if I could find some fish. Certainly, if you like. So he's just going to look at Agar and be like, okay, well, get the others up. I'll be back shortly. I'll, I'll, I'll go see if I can't find anything. I certainly will. Thank you, Elvin. You guys can roll a perception check real quick that oh, we're sleeping. Not 20. Ten. Braca, you wake up as you can hear the flutter of Alfred's wings as he takes off and heads um, away from camp. Uh, as you kind of like open one eye, you can see him. He doesn't go invisible as he just kind of flies over everybody and towards some of the wooded area near you. This is where we're going to end this week's episode. The party has fled the city and found a good line of sight slightly above a Vorgos to camp for the night and learned valuable intel with Agard's wild shape. The party made it through the night undetected and Alfred has just flown off towards a nearby river to see if he can catch some fish for breakfast. Thank you friends and fellow adventurers for tuning into this week's episode, which is our 25th released campaign episode. We wouldn't have made it to 25 if it weren't for loyal listeners and followers like you. From all of us here at Cocked, a real play RPG podcast, thank you for supporting us and telling your friends and family about our little show. A big thank you to our Patreon subscribers. And if you would like to help come up with some NPC names for the show, head on over to our Patreon and become a Patreon subscriber. As a Patreon subscriber, you get access to a Patreon-only Discord channel where you can chat and interact with the cast of the show as well as myself. Soon, we will have the prequel episodes of the campaign cut and released for Patreon subscribers only. Warning, this was early on when we were still balancing out our audio equipment and upgrading, so the sound quality is not what it is now. And finally, tune in next week as we see if the party does get fish for breakfast. Do they head into the town or explore the wild lands to the north? Tune in next week to Cocked, a real play RPG podcast. Braca, you are instantly woken up as you just hear the as Agard starts to flap his wings right by Kate. Or Alfred, Alfred starts. I'm going to do it all the time. It's driving me nuts. I'm so mad I named him Alfred right now.